0: Hello. I am at a loss this week for what to say to you. I keep trying to think of stories that I have. Stories that you might like to hear. Stories I can remember. Stories I can only remember a little bit of. But I have nothing. Do you mind that I'm telling you this? Because, you see, there is always something to talk about. I trust this. I trust this, especially because I have this uncanny feeling, somehow, that everything I'm saying is being dictated to me from this other force. I would say greater force, but we both know she's not great. She's not exceptionally powerful. She's just in control. So I have a feeling there's still something to say. Let's just take it one sentence at a time, shall we? Everyone is angry with me. Except you, maybe. Well, some of you are angry with me. I know it. I can read. This is what it is, but even those of you who are angry with me, you don't frighten me. It just saddens me. I wish so badly to be loved and beloved and the favorite. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to be everyone's favorite? But at a certain point, we must leave those fantasies alone for that is a cup that no one should ever choose to drink from. Anyway, most of you are not angry with me, and I thank you for that. But when I said at first that everyone was angry with me, I meant to say that the ones in the sky are angry with me, the one in the sea seems to have disappeared, so I'm sure he is angry with me. My beloved is, I assume, angry with me, as he always gets when he decides he is, in fact, lonely, not actually angry. That is the difficult thing, distinguishing between longing and hatred. Longing is quite natural. Hatred, well, not really. Not for humans, anyway. That's the problem. I don't know what I am, but I cannot bring myself to hate. Perhaps it's worse that I can let apathy take over sooner than I can resort to hate. And maybe sometimes, as they say, they are the same thing. I have not been sleeping. I have not needed to. I think. I walked the other night through a park. I was alone, mostly. It was snowing and it was frigid, but even so I could sense one or two people every now and then. For I walked for hours and hours. What else is there to do with the night but to breathe it in? And I knew that these people I sensed were considering how difficult it would be to enact some kind of violence on me. These people were desperate and longing for something themselves. Most likely money or something they could sell. One glint of my gleaming black eyes and they stopped in their tracks. One flash of my sharp, pearly smile. And they ran. There are times when I am most grateful for my fearsome and awful beauty. One did not run. And I let them approach. Do you want to know what happened to them? No. I don't think you do. I'm not proud. But I'm not sorry. I am apathetic. I'm telling you this to frighten you and to remind you that I'm not one of you. Not always. Every now and then I think I am a girl once more Every now and then I remember the home I grew up in And the colors of the dresses I wore And the voices of those Who loved me But then I recall that I am now only... ...this. This voice... This face you have been lucky enough not to see... ...so far. the trail of dead grass that follows behind me under every step I take with my bare feet in the summertime. I am only this. If that is what I decide to tell you, for I am just another story, for all you know. Hmm. That hurts to say. But I think you know better. You know better than to believe that. You've been with me this long. I think if you haven't, I apologize that this is the first you're hearing from me. How dreadful. If you've been with me this long, then you know I am simply retreating back into myself because... I am afraid, and I told you, I've told you many times to be afraid of me, but the fact is that I didn't kill that person in the park, this little troubled human who attacked me. I did not kill them, though the desire in me was strong, and though I wanted so desperately to feel that rush again of taking life into myself, so that I might feel alive again, if only for a little. The urge was strong, but I did not do it. I won't tell you what happened, but trust that I restrained myself that much, because... I don't know why. Just because. Anyway, I am afraid. I'm afraid because after someone attacked me and I retaliated, something caught my eye in a nearby bit of green in an otherwise white and snow covered pathway. Sitting there, stark against the green and brown patch of earth that somehow remained untouched by the winter, was a white feather. Too large to be from a pigeon or a gull or a city-dwelling bird. Too white, also, and too clean. And the thing is, I don't know if it came from an enemy or a friend or from my own black wings which have somehow sprouted one or two white feathers just here and there over the last few months. I don't want that. I don't want to be one of them, one of the ones who learns to shut out their impulses and their poetic longings and their sadnesses and their little pains and tiny victories against reality. I don't want to be one of the ones who fights against chaos and for order. I want always to be this thing I am now, confused and chaotic, and sad, and joyful. Surely it is all a warning. Something is coming. I say that a lot, don't I? I don't think it is another battle. I don't think it is punishment again. I think we're all tired of that. You and me alike, my friend. But it must be soon for we only have ten episodes left, don't we? If only I had a story for tonight. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I only have myself to give you tonight. I'll be better. I'll try, but for now. I once heard a story about a little duck, misshapen and ugly, and cast out by the other little ducks. And that little duck grew up to become a beautiful swan. And I once heard the story of a young woman who was once lovely and full of life, but who became a strange, dark creature who could only take life to try and replace the one she lost. And Just when everything seemed so hopeless and dark, she sprouted two beautiful, immense, black wings so that she could fly into the moonlight and have light once more. And I once heard a story. I don't know who told it to me. I don't know how I heard it. Perhaps it was whispered in my ear while I was staring at myself longingly in the mirror. Perhaps it was spoken quietly from within my mind while I lay, asleep yet not asleep, trying to remember what the moon looked like that night. Perhaps it was spoken to me in passing on a crowded city street, as I bumped into one person after the next, each of them pretending not to know that I was a wolf among sheep. But once, I heard a story. It was about a girl at a computer, writing and writing, despite the fact that half of herself was far away among the clouds, and the other half was glued to a chair and a screen. And despite the fact that a terrible dark presence stood on her balcony, looking in on her, she still sat. And despite the fact that the world around her was crumbling and burning and freezing over and cracking into tiny pieces, she sat there still. This is a story about her. And how, as she sat there, her words coming out one after another, the screen suddenly went black. Hello, little one. It's been a long time since we've been this close, hasn't it? Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. And I won't leave you. You know that I can't, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know good. From now on, it's you and me, always. Now, are you ready? Here Here we we go. go. Good night, night, my my friends. friends. we mm-hmm. Hello again, friends. Welcome and thank you for listening to Episode 90 of On a Dark, Cold Night. This is Kristen, the writer, creator, host, composer, and podcaster behind the show. What a chilly, stormy weekend it's been here. Perfect for telling stories. If only I had one. First off, thanks so much to everyone who voted for us in this year's Audioverse Awards. I'm thrilled to say that our show was among the winners for three spoken word categories. We won in the categories of Best Performance of a Spoken Word Production, Writing of a Spoken Word Production, and Best Spoken Word Production. Congratulations to the winners in every category, as well as all the nominees. As I mentioned last week, we're up for five Canadian Podcast Awards as well, which is extremely awesome and exciting including the People's Choice Award, which listeners are allowed to vote in. So if you enjoy what I do and want to have a say, head on over to awards.podcamptoronto.com. That's awards.podcamptoronto.com, where you can check out all the nominees and vote. If you'd like to help out the show financially, first off, thank you. Uh, second, you can do so by becoming a monthly patron at Patreon.com/slash Dark Cold Night, where patrons of any amount receive access to the soundtrack of the podcast. If you'd like to donate just once and aren't interested in that perk, you can buy me a coffee at Ko-fi.com/slash Dark Cold Night. You can also buy a T-shirt or hoodie at Bonfire.com/slash On-a-Dark-Cold-Night. They're super comfy. I wear mine all the time. You can also support the show without paying a cent by leaving us a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, or our Facebook page. Feel free to give me a shout on Twitter at A Dark Gold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, or my Facebook and YouTube pages, both called On A Dark Cold Night. Thank you again for hanging out with us tonight and listening. Stay warm, stay safe, and be well. Good night and sweet dreams.